Hey, I know you don't smoke weed. I know this. But I'm going to get you high today. Because it's Friday. You ain't got no job. And you ain't got shit to do. Welcome to Double Impact, the podcast where we double back on the movies that impacted us growing up as 90s kids and decide whether they hold up to their as left in the past. I'm Tristan. And I'm Greg. Good afternoon, Tristan. Good afternoon, Greg. We're back to regular recording programming on a Friday. Yeah. That really threw me out. Uh, last week, week <laughs> we recorded on a Sunday, so we obviously released the next day. So it was a bit of a time pressure for Tristan to do his thing, yeah. to lead out the less bad bits, mm. leave him what he's got to work with. Yeah. Tragically. And <laughs> and then we went to work on the Monday and then the Tuesday we went to the public holiday. Mm. It's a very confusing week right there. It is. And then it was like Wednesday or Thursday. It's like, oh, we're going to record tomorrow, Thursday. Yeah. We're going to record tomorrow being Friday. And now it's Friday. And now we're going to record Friday. We're going to record Friday. On Friday. On Friday. And I, I don't got no job. Yeah, you got no place to be. You got shit to do. Mm-hmm. Except pod. So Friday, the original Ice Cube Chris Tucker vehicle, mm-hmm. plus many others, many others, which we'll get into. Um, Nineteen ninety-five. What a year! We haven't talked about that in oh, what feels like days. My goodness, it is literally days. Seven days. And look, I think my Match dot com into the evolution of <laughs> digital dating was was weak. So that was quite a deep dive. Yeah, it was quite a deep dive. It kind of rambled. <laughs> Not my greatest, but that happens. Um, I've got a more exciting one today. Ooh. The founding of J-Date. Yeah. <laughs> Cheese TV. Sneaking in right on time. Only one thing on our mind. Through the door to another reality. Any place, any way you want. Launched in 1995 in Australia. This is a very um, particular one for the Aussies. It is. I'm sure they had equivalent. This was morning cartoons and such. Yeah, was it on weekdays? Or I think it, so. I was yeah. never allowed to watch it. It's on Channel 10. It might have been a weekday one because I saw less of this than, than say, Agro's. I uh, wasn't allowed to watch TV before school. Mm, same. So I missed Saturday most of this stuff. Saturday was free rain morning in the morning. Though. Yeah. Probably because Dad would have been hungover in hindsight. <laughs> <laughs> You get out of bed about midday. Sits you in front of the TV. Yeah. yeah. Makes sense. Make my own toast. <laughs> spill some milk trying to make some Putting scoops of ice cream on you. <laughs> <laughs> Living. <laughs> so Cheese TV, yeah, it was a cartoon show. So there was, there was a couple of hosts. It was Ryan Lappin and Jade Gutt. Yeah. And basically they were the desk guys and they'd – play some silly games here and there and mm. basically filling the gaps between. They were quite cool. They were cool guys. Jay, One was a bit like a comedy guy. Yeah, yeah. That was Ryan. He needed good impressions and things. Yeah. And then the other guy was Jade. He was he probably was, a little bit cooler. He was a bit cooler. A bit of a cooler guy. Uh, yeah, as I say, it was a vehicle for some of the, you know, the more important shows of, of yesteryear, like Avenger Penguins, um, Action Man 1995 and Action Man 2000. Dan- Samurai Pizza Cats? Danger Mouse. Was oh. Danger Mouse on that? Apparently. Interesting. Dragon Ball Z, I remember, was a big one oh, in the I later that. years. Yeah, that was but it was By then I was like trying to tune in and like, you know what, I'm, I'm, I'm past this now. Well, Dragon Ball Z is like one of those ones that's got a lot of love across all generations and mm. 
I've never watched it, but people love it. I mean, Frank Ocean referencing it in it's, songs and yeah, shit. Yeah, we were just probably a little too old. Yeah, but um, even mates our age are like into it. Yeah, we were too old. <laughs> yeah. Well, I felt that way, but it's one of those things. Inspector Gadget, mm-hmm. Mask. So, you know, a mix of the big ones. And Was X-Men some, on that? Would it, yeah, it so. would have been. So, yeah, the show went for quite a while. You know, the, the, I guess the, it replaced Agro. Probably. It did. Yeah. It did. Um, I think there was a bit of crossover and then they went, oh, the cheese people have us. So that was the end of Agro. They killed Agro, you could say. Yeah. Um, Agro was a weird time in Australian te- television. Yeah. For the yeah. non-Australians, Agro, Agro's Cartoon Connection, it was a weird little puppet thing, the monobrow. Yeah. And it was kind of, I think there was it was innuendo. And oh, it was packed with innuendo. <laughs> yeah. Um, cheese TV on the other hand, these lovely, lovely kids. Awesome. Wholesome. I thought they had bright futures. Where are they? So funny you should ask. Um, mm. I've got a clip mm-hmm. of them popping up about, I think it's about three years ago on one of the Today shows that sort of runs mid-morning here. Thousands of young Aussies shared their mornings with Ryan and Jade and a host of fantastic cartoons. Well, can you believe it's been more than 10 years mm. since that popular program graced our screen? So what are the hosts up to now? Let's find out. Please welcome Ryan Laffin and Jade yeah. Laffin. Hello. Wow, guys, you have not changed a Thank bit. You. That brings back no, so many memories. What's it like watching that? It's, uh, it's, it's very strange. You know what yeah. I mean? I was reading the other day on the internet that uh, someone wrote an article saying that there was a strong correlation between uh, watching cheese TV and becoming an ice addict. Oh. Well, that's a great start. Woo. I don't know whether it was a government-backed study or anything, but someone... But yeah. Life imitating art or whatever the expression oh, no. is. He got pinged last year for... Possession of methamphetamines. So this is int- this is something I've observed recently. Is that the fact that he made that joke? Is there some kind of like knowing? Do they do that for a reason? Because the reason I say this is we've covered a few movies where um, what's that guy's name? The guy that's been basically been arrested for rape. Now he was the boyfriend in Face Off that tried to rape the guy's daughter. Oh. So basically he's he's a rapist in real life and he played a rapist yeah. in the movie. The comedian Chris D'Elia. Don't know. Well, he's gone quiet now because he's, he's been found for texting underage girls. But uh. in that Netflix show, TV show, You, he was like that was a underage girls. It was like a, he was playing, it wasn't a comedic role, but he was like basically oh. a rapist, I suppose. Um so there's this weird thing. Is is that a thing? If you're if you're doing something bad, is there sort of this thing where like is outlet? it like an outlet or something? No, no, it's interesting because I've been thinking about this. There's another one and I can't remember what it is, but it seems to be a thing. Hmm. Maybe I should be a shrink. Maybe, yeah. So maybe I should just start accusing anyone that's ever played a bad person. Yeah, Edward Norton is a Nazi. Clearly, no, he's not. <laughs> he's a proud boy. <laughs> uh, you know, you never know. Cheese TV, people. Yeah. Member Berry, Member Berry. Yeah. Great show, great guys. A big year for Cheese TV and uh, what do you know it, a big year for movies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, we covered this year last year so I'm not going to do the top ten. I'll, I'll look into um, I'll look into some of the deeper cuts from oh, the yeah? year. Keep going. We've got, we've got Desperado. Keep going. Operation Dumbo Drop. Oh, yep, yep, yep. Virtuosity. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sudden Death, Johnny Mnemonic, Ugh. 
Uh, Johnny Demonic is the only film I've ever walked out of at the cinema. Really? Yeah. I've never seen it. I played the pinball machine, I think. Yeah. I played the pinball machine, oh, yeah. I think. Pinball machine. Mm. Sorry. Keep going. Cutthroat Island, Jury Duty, Major Pain, Copycat. Oh. oh. But there was a film, mm-hmm. a small film, set within the world of one day. Mm. That day, Friday. It's Friday night, so everything is popping. I got skin to spin on the head, so let the games begin. Yeah, Friday came out in April of 1995, budget of $3.5 million, a gross return of $27.5 million. I don't know what number that is, so I'm going to guess and say, I don't know, 60. Usually that kind of number is around mm. there somewhere. But look at that. Look at that return on movie investment. Yeah, it's beautiful. 3.5 to 27.5. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a good return, isn't it? It's a great return, and that's box office. Obviously, this movie had a a, a life well beyond that in the VHS mm-hmm. and DVD era. Yeah, yeah. yeah. absolutely. Mm. Uh, in terms of reception, a critic score of seventy eight percent on Rotten Tomatoes, audience score of ninety one percent. Certainly, the highest rated out of the franchise. Yep. Was it a big one for you, Greg? Yes, it was a big film for me. I'm not sure when I first saw it. It wouldn't have been 95. It might even have been, you know, 98 sort of. Yeah, um, probably, probably the same. Yeah. A couple of years later. But by, by that age, like US black culture in particular had already been like permeating yeah. well into, into Brony Park Public Primary <laughs> School. NWA was blowing our minds. We were hiding the cassettes under our pillows so the parents would never found out. All right. Or you'd put it in the old different slot so you get like pump it up. Yeah. Um, Hit machine. Hit machine. <laughs> so that was already, like the anticipation was obviously high. But, but um, man, Craig and Smokey, they were like the coolest guys. The ever. coolest, particularly Smokey. Particularly. Craig with a big stoic sort of no shit guy. Yeah. Smokey was just hilarious. Yeah. Liquided stoner. Weed was cool, so he was cool. He was kind of a mind-blowing. That was like a pretty significant yeah. moment discovering Smokey. Yeah. He was yeah, like, was the, oh, what is this is this is. Best thing I've ever seen. <laughs> We'd recite his lines, which I will leave out of the podcast today. Non-stop. And in, uh, I'll talk about it on the rewatch, but more than I even realised. They've mm. just become words, we like yeah. phrases we use, forgetting that they even came from this movie. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. To, the, to this day. Yeah. <laughs> and what about you? Uh, very, very similar. Uh, we'll, we'll probably talk a bit more about American hip-hop culture in Australia not just hip hop culture, not just Australian hip hop, but like mm. growing up with that. Because it's interesting that yours was NWA. I didn't listen to NWA for ages. I think there's because it was pre-internet and stuff. Mm. I think it's sort of there was just pockets of things. And so if your if your friend happened to have the NWA yeah, that CD, was, that's the one that you were jumping on. One of the guys had the cassette. Exactly. So we were all like Death Row Greatest Hits, yeah. Tupac stuff, yeah. Tupac Snoop, Dre. And almost only that for a while. <laughs> yeah, that's all you had to work with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Ice Cube wasn't necessarily someone I listened to a lot when I first saw this. Mm. But being of, you know, that subculture that I'd become obsessed with despite being a white kid in Australia. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, oh, I fucking love this movie. And I think it's just become, I think I first watched this at Jono's house. Mm. And then I, I don't know if he owned it or what, but I feel like it was just, You'd go to a mate's house and it would just be on. It was just there all the time. Mm. (laughs) 
You just watch it all the time. Yeah. I never really got into the sequels. No, Day Day. I think I watched the <laughs> second, second one. Second one's silly. Yeah. But it's fun. They get a lot sillier, right? Yeah. I can't remember the third one. Because this one got heavier than I remembered. Yeah. In really. parts. Maybe not heavier. I knew the ending. There was bits in the middle. I was like, yeah. oof. Um, but yeah, this this one was pretty massive. Yeah. Yeah, pretty massive. It's all time. Yeah. yeah. It really is. Yeah. Or should I get into the origin yeah, story? Yeah, yeah. Origin story. Yeah, it's, it's a refreshing origin story because it's like all new names that we're talking about. Yeah. It's nice. Yeah. Um, and those names are one man named O'Shea Jackson, mm-hmm. one man named Mark Jordan, mm-hmm. more popularly known as Ice Cube and DJ Pooh. I didn't know a lot about DJ Pooh. You know a lot about DJ Pooh? DJ Pooh. No, that's DJ Clue. Oh. Um, <laughs> he's, I think he's more of a producer. He is a rapper as well. Yeah, I know rapper Big Pooh. Yeah, that's – well, <laughs> when I was reading the Wikipedia thing, it said not to be confused with Big Poo. Oh, did oh, it? Okay. So Big Poo. don't get confused there. Yeah, <laughs> on the Poo names. Yeah. <laughs> Rapper Big Poo's from Little Brother who I love. Right. Yeah, yeah. Not familiar. Yeah, they did. But these guys were friends, co-workers, collaborators, you might say. Mm-hmm. Um, and they they noticed a bit of a – a bit of a lack of representation of, of part of their world. That Yes, there's movies like Boys in the Hood that had made it on screen, mm-hmm. great success, Menace mm-hmm. to Society and that kind of thing. This mm-hmm. is It's good. This is great that these stories are being told, they're being well received. But it wasn't telling, it, was, it wasn't painting the full picture yeah. of certainly what they felt like their life was like growing up in that type of neighbourhood, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. What we'd see on screen up until this point were primarily tragedies. Yeah. And they wanted to show the lighter side yeah, especially those two you just referenced, yeah. which I look forward to covering at some point. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but yes, they thought it was missing that light-hearted, fun side. Um, they wanted to write a movie, a hood classic that could be watched over and over again. Mm. Now it is somewhat autobiographical, not so much like, you know, literally the story of them growing up, but stories that they would hear in their local neighbourhood. Mm. Uh, Ice Cube's cousin got fired on his day off as a UPS driver. <laughs> <laughs> DJ Pooh was a shit drug dealer, like yeah. getting high on his yeah, own supply. Yeah, yeah. So Smokey was kind of based off of that. Yeah. And th- these guys wrote it. I, for- I knew that but I forgot it because mm. it's one of those ones like I knew that. But, you know, sometimes the stuff you air quotes know in the 90s turned out not to be true because we didn't really have the internet. Yeah. Like I thought I – thought, Dre killed Tupac. Was like, you know, there's yeah, just yeah. these dumb rumors. And around the schoolyard. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he did write this. Uh, it wasn't technically the first script he wrote either, but it was the first one that got developed. Mm-hmm. But it's pretty cool because he, he, I was reading a few bits of him talking about it and he's like, yeah, I needed the practice. I needed to understand the structure. It seems like a very extremely hardworking dude. Yeah, and super talented. Super talented. And then he was ultimately like, yeah, once I – got going, it just flowed. It was the same way as writing songs. Yeah. <laughs> it's just super I can, talented. What, what I found is I can pretty much do anything. Yeah, so. son of a bitch. One of those guys. <laughs> and he's good at basketball, whatever. Keep going. Is he? Cube. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Don't you remember in um, uh, Up in Smoke Tour when he's like, he's just oh, shooting yeah. all the baskets. He's like two inches taller would have been in the NBA. Oh, we should do the Up in Smoke Tour as a movie. Definitely. Let's, oh, fuck, that was huge because that was – it was. It wasn't. I don't think it was even DVD yet. People had these on the VHS. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Oh, or maybe that was DVD. That's a great idea. That was early DVD. But yeah, those these. It was all that same era of mm-hmm. just immerse me in this world. Mm. 
Um, so they were trying to be realistic and thinking, okay, we're not expecting that studios are going to jump all over this thing. And they were thinking about could they just do it themselves, mm-hmm. thinking about cheap options like shooting the black and white, them playing the main characters, yada, 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 yada. Mm-hmm. But then they realised the House Party series yeah. that had been done with New Line Cinema. So they're like, well, maybe New Line Cinema could be our guys. Our guys. And they had in mind a director already before they even went to New Line Cinema and that was uh, their mate. Um, I got. <laughs> I keep getting his name wrong because it's it's Greg Great Gary Grady. <laughs> yeah, Gary. Ga- oh, F Gary Gray. Gary Gray. It's confusing because his first name's an anagram of his last name. Yeah. <laughs> it's Gary Gray. It'd be like if you were Greg Gerg. Gary Gray. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Greg Gerg. I like yeah. it. But my dyslexic brain keeps like because yeah. the letters are already jumbled. It's trying to like compensate, and it's like, what the fuck is that word? Oh, it's so weird. I can't I get think, my head around it. Yeah, I think that's. Yeah, I think it's hard for anyone. <laughs> I reckon I got a little dyslexia going on. I get, I, I, yeah. Sometimes numbers dance around the page. Man, if I'm on a conference call at work and they say enter the passcode, oh, you got high it. pressure dyslexia. I can't do it. Or oh, even if I was by myself, I couldn't do it. But especially <laughs> with other people, yeah, I can't do it. I genuinely a bead of sweat. You know that meme of <laughs> Jordan Peele like sweaty. <laughs> <Yeah>. That's, that's <laughs> me. <in> the- <laughs> Uh, it's too much for me, my feeble little brain. Anyway, F. Gary Gray, yes. uh, um, big time in the music video world. Yeah, right. He directed Iconic, It Was a Good Day. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cypress Hill, Ain't Going Out Like That, Drain Cube, Natural Born Killers, TLC, Classics, Waterfalls um, and Digging on um, You. Um, now this um. is interesting because when I was watching this movie, the scene in the convenience store, First mm. I was like, oh, there's a guy that looks a bit like Chance the Rapper. And then I was like, oh, wait. Yeah, he does look heaps like Carol <laughs> yeah. said. Is that Chance the Rapper? Yeah. Said, oh, and I was, and then he's on screen again and it seemed a bit less like him, but there's a certain yeah, shot where yeah, it's like, yeah, is yeah. that Chance the Rapper? And he's wearing a hat that has <laughs> number three on it. The number three no, on I don't it. know what it has on it. But, um, I just couldn't remember what was on it. <laughs> you'd help me out there. Um, and, I'll, and then when he was on screen again, I was like, oh, I know that guy. He, he Before I realised he was the director, mm. hadn't done any research yet. And um, I used to have this TLC VHS. With the making of? Yeah. Oh, no way. <laughs> it was great. I, I got like 20 bucks for my birthday or something. And you went and, and got I went, it I went and got that. TLC. It was, a, it was a, TLC, a TLC crazy sex. It was called Crazy Video Cool. Ooh, see what they did there. Yeah. And so I got it. And they had video clips but also had behind the scenes and stuff. And he was there. He made waterfalls. And he, I just remember, I was like had flashbacks. Bam, 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 bam. And then I realised he's the director and all, all these things are connected. Did you just, were you just like, wow. Many wows mm. emerged mm. from my lips. <laughs> wow, wow. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. Full circle. That was a delightful little one-to-one Easter egg for me. Yeah, that's mad. <laughs> but anyway, this, this, this crew pitches this thing to um, a new line mm-hmm. and they're like, yeah, let's do this. Good people. Now, as part of this pitch, it was still the idea that uh, Ice Cube and DJ Pooh would play Craig and Smokey. Yep. And that was the only thing they pushed back on. They're like, for the role of Smokey, we think we need someone with a bit more experience. And I think at first it was a bit cut, but then they were like, fuck, it's the only thing they're pushing. They're must, not fucking with anything right. else. You can play the junkie. <laughs> yeah. You see the junkie? No, he's red. The guy that gets knocked the fuck out. Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. And they, and meanwhile, they're watching uh, one of those Def Jam comedy specials and he should be on stage, but so Chris Tucker. 
Mm. And they're like, that's the guy. That's the guy mm-hmm. right there. But he, um, he'd been burnt before apparently, losing, losing out on roles to the D.L. Hughley's of the world. And he went in for a reading and um, he just wasn't really himself. He, he didn't really, he, didn't he was just like, it. ah, fuck it, man, whatever. He didn't nail it because he was just kind of, whatever, I never get these things. And he spoke to the woman that played Felicia, mm-hmm. um, Angela Means, who's also a stand-up. And he's like, I don't know what to do. They he's like, bye, Felicia. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, hi, Felicia. Yeah. <laughs> and um, she was like, what the fuck? How did you fuck this up? Like, they want you. Mm. <laughs> That's your role, you idiot. Yeah. And then she kind of got him in the zone. and Just to be himself. Yeah. Release the tuck. Release the tuck. Release the smokey. Fuck, he's got a weird voice. He does. I don't even attempt to do it, but it's, it's weird. It's high. It's so high, especially in these years. This and Fifth Element. Very high. And then by the time it's uh, rush hour, it's got high bits, but it's not like. Uh, it's a bit more Hollywood. Yeah. Like um, Dave Chappelle. Early Dave Chappelle's so high. Oh, yeah. He's like Reggie. And now it's. Reggie Watson. Yeah. And now it's. Meh. He's got a. He's got a growl. He's got a growl. He can do whatever he wants. He can do whatever the fuck he wants. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The best. Yeah, so they got Ice Cube as Craig, obviously, and then they got Is it Craig or Craig? Well, this is interesting because halfway through I realised they're not saying Craig. Yeah, they're saying Craig. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. So there's not something wrong with America. I'm just confused by it all now, <laughs> you know, the whole Craig Craig thing. I thought there's an American thing to say Craig instead of Craig. It's an ongoing joke with my friends. They used they sometimes call me Craig. Yeah, because what do you call Greg in America? Greg, Craig, and Greg. That's it's stupid, ridiculous. It's like Gary Gray. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but they're saying Craig. Yeah. So now I don't know what to think. Yeah. Um, help us out, someone. Thirty percent, thirty-five percent now. Actually, thirty-five percent. If you're out there listening, US that is. Let us know. Hey, but let's round out cast because it is stacked. So you got Ice Cube as Craig or Craig. You got Chris Tucker as Smokey. You got Nia Long. Wow. As Debbie. Wow. You got Bernie Mac as Pastor Cleaver. You got. Fuck, <laughs> <laughs> he's great. You got Tiny Zeus Lister Jr. as Debo. You got John Witherspoon as Willie Jones. You got Anna Maria Horsford as Betty Jones. You got Regina King mm. as Dana Jones. You got Paula J. Parker as Joy. You got Faison Love as Big Worm. You got DJ Pooh as Red. You got Anthony Johnson as Ezal. That's a junkie, I think. So the junkie. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Tony Cox as Mr. Parker, Kathleen Bradley as Mrs. Parker, Yvette Wilson as Rita, and Angela Means as Felicia. Man, there is some big names in you there. You got Oscar winners in there, man. Yeah, you do. Damn. And you got Nia Long in there. <laughs> yeah, you do. Big fan of Nia Long's work. <laughs> oh my gosh. She had Ara watched half of this with me. She doesn't really know. Oh, she's she knows of Nia Long. When she came on screen, she's like, Who is that? No. <laughs> What did, they, of what did they do to her face? It like she was like a yeah wah. beam of sunshine. Yeah, oh, she had like there's something about Mary energy in this. Yeah, like she could they could make that kind of movie with her just being like and just guys being she's obsessed. The, she just the, got great energy. Yeah, she's yeah. like perfect. Yeah, <laughs> there's something about what's the character's name? Debbie Debo. <laughs> no, Debbie. it was Debbie. <laughs> Well, that's interesting that they're similar names. Debbie and Debo? That's some kind of poetic thing. Wow. Wow. Something about Nia. There really is. She's name dropped, I think, out of any human more in rap songs than anyone. 
Mm. I've got a clip on that later. Good. Yeah. Uh, but you know what they did? They got these people, got them down the street there, got some cameras out there. It's some interesting camera angles, I must say. There was some, mm-hmm. It was very music video-esque. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, it's a good observation. And then it's very astute of you. It's very astute of you. That's a Frank Dukes reference you'll understand later. Bish Bash Bosh, you got yourself a movie rap party down at um, the Viper Room, I suppose. Now your mama told me what happened to you yesterday. How the hell are you going to get fired on your day off? So you gonna loan me the money or not? I wouldn't feel comfortable lending you two hundred dollars without a job. If I was working, I wouldn't need two hundred dollars. Exactly. Now Dana told me about that big snake situation. Big worm. Big worm. Big hole. Big. I don't give a damn. I said they hit. They hit. They hit. They hit. I'm gonna kill you and your mother. Yeah. 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 You need a job. You need a wig. She look like Janet Jackson. Control. Got out of the car looking more like Freddie Jackson. Oh, my back, my neck. I'm suing y'all. I want 150000 But I'll set out of court right now for 20 bucks. Ice Cube, Chris Tucker, Bernie Mac, Johnny Witherspoon, Tiny Zeus Lister, and Mia Long, Friday. Don't ever, 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 ever come by here. Okay? I said a hit. They hit it, they hit it, they hit it, hit it, hit it, you don't stop the rocket to the bang, man, boogie, say up, jump the boogie to the rhythm of the boogie to be. Directed by F. Gary Gray. F. Gary Gray. F. Gary Gray. Gary. Gary. <laughs> Damn it, uh, Gary. What a joy. What a great movie. Before we get into it, do you want to break down what exactly went down on this particular Friday? Yeah, look, I will. Yeah. I'll keep it real quick. Uh, a guy wakes up on his day off, but he's just been fired. His friend comes over the blunt and they get blazed. Stuff happens. It's also a love story between Craig and by Felicia's sister. Yeah. Neilong. Well played, Cube. Well played indeed. Um, how'd you like the rewatch? Yeah, terrible it, movie? It was <laughs> so nice. So nice. It was so it? comforting. <laughs> That's the first word I had too. Is it? Yeah, it's like comfort food. Soul, soul film. 
as it were. Oh, like soul food. Mm, but mm. For the film. For the film for the soul. Film for the soul. It's, it is, isn't it comforting? So comforting. Yeah, how much of that is the nostalgia versus it just being a great little nice story? I think I think it's a bit of both and maybe it's like double nostalgia as well because of, um, uh, I don't know, like the music and stuff maybe. I don't yeah. know, it's just like really the whole thing just is like a warm hug. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was. It's still super funny. Yeah, um, there's th- there's things happening all the time. Like it's one of those films where the, not much happens. It's well, I was thinking but, that as the trailer was playing just then too. But every You're little like, oh, scene yeah, is a great little, yeah, great little moment with iconic lines, with iconic performances. Yeah, that have stood the test of time. That we're still reciting, as you say, and not even realizing it. Yeah, it's funny with these like first time movie guys. Yeah, just with the the constraints they have, they end up with such a simple script, but it's always so good. Like John Favreau with Swingers, yeah, um, not his first, but Memento with Nolan. Uh huh. It's like some there's some magic in it when it's just sort of a bit more raw talent before it's inflated budgets and over you the know, top. And- over, yeah, it's just so simple. Not that Ice Cube went on to write Inception or something, but. Yeah, I think he only wrote – there was a couple of other movies he wrote that weren't Friday movies, mm. but I didn't really know of them. But, yeah, I don't know. Something about – I'm interested now in, like, looking at people I admire's first movies a little bit. It's interesting. Yeah, when they, when the slate was clean. Yeah. Because I, mean, I even think about that at work. Like, I think I was a much better strategist in the early days when I didn't even really know what I was doing. <laughs> Pure, it was just, from yeah, the heart. Pure, yeah, exactly. Strategy from the heart. Strategy from the heart. That could be your consultant's tagline. Yeah. Justin Burrell. Uh, friends of the show work in the industry. I'm opening my freelance doors as we speak. That's the door. So hit me up if you need some strategy done for your agency, brand, creative media, whatever you like. It comes from the heart. It comes from the heart. Now, the other thing I was thinking with this movie mm. Is in watching it again, in the simplicity of it. This is something I've noticed with a few movies. I think I'm going to notice the same thing with like Batman Returns. Mm. It sounds weird to say, but hear me out. It's like I could almost picture this as a as a play on Broadway or oh, an off Broadway. Yeah. Why not? Yeah, it's set on a porch. Exactly. It's the set. You can visualize the set, and you could. I can hear the acoustics. <laughs> yeah, right. It just works. And then the the. Debo rolls out from the side. Fuck, you could even make it a musical. Just like a hip-hop musical though. Mm, get the Hamilton guy. Yeah. Lin-Manuel Miranda, if you're listening, he that's needs, a freebie. You need a new project, buddy. Yeah, that's a strategy Talk for you. Talk about flogging from the heart. a dead horse. <laughs> <laughs> Kidding, it's, it's incredible. Yeah, and he wrote music for a bunch yeah, of Disney Yeah, I, I think he's, he's a busy guy. Yeah, I take that guy. back. He's cut his hair and everything. Does he have a podcast? <laughs> no, he's got real success. <laughs> <laughs> he gets paid, Greg. <laughs> Oh, man. He has a J-O-B. <laughs> he has a J-O-B. I also thought it's also quite cartoony. could be a cartoon. Oh. Yeah. Couldn't you picture it as a cartoon? Hey, from the heart. Yeah. I'm digging this. <laughs> from the heart. Uh, and they did end up making a cartoon apparently. I never saw that. Yeah. I think it was early 2000s. It wasn't on Cheese TV. It wasn't on Cheese TV. No. Not in my era at least. Maybe it was mm, later. Maybe it came after Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. 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 Oh, and I think – and your point of the nostalgia and the warm hug, I think the overall just aesthetic of it is maybe some nostalgia in and of itself because it yeah. it looks like the rap videos we used to 
tape, someone would tape off NPV and like it brings you back to that. And it was because it's the same guy making it. Mm. It had that same aesthetic and vibe to it all. It's just ah, so delightful. And it's consistent. Yeah. Oh, and still to this day, not that I would because I'd look like an idiot, but I'm a massive fan of Smokey's outfit. Oh, yeah. I, and I was then. Yeah. And I am now. Was he the if pioneer could, of the um, full cap? Maybe for me. Because that became massive. Maybe, maybe it was the entry us. point for us. It must have. Because I was looking at him. Fit, he's got fitted, a fitted, fitted hat. cap. Yeah, yeah, with a. Yeah. My head's too big, so I could never borrow anyone's. Sometimes they had a starter logo there. Yeah. They were. And then Fred Durst kind of ruined it. Yeah, he did. What, that was the, <laughs> that's the life cycle. That's, that's the life cycle. Started with Smokey, ended with Dursty. Yeah, just look at John Travolta's career. Yeah. His last movie was a film directed by Fred Durst and it was terrible. What was that? He played it. It was a bit like. Um, not the one where he plays the gangster. No. Oh, dancer. that's. Gotti. No, Gotti. not Gotti. He plays like an obsessed, someone obsessed, an obsessed fan. Remember how Robin Williams did one hour photo? Mm. Shooting for that kind of vibe. But Creepy. It's, but it's not. It. But it's one of those I've heard it's so bad it's it's good. Oh. So you never know. Maybe one for Patreon when we get up there. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. But yeah, Smokey's outfit. Now I have been uh, I've briefed Ara. So my birthday's coming up. And this was pre Smokey, by the way. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going full smoky with this. But uh, but. I want a, I want a chain. Get me a chain. Oh, you want a, yeah, like yeah. A, a silver chain about but that a thin, size? But a thin one, not that big. You're a lot more like the grandmama's chain, more like Red's chain? Yeah, yeah, my grandma gave me that. I'll go with that chain. Mm. Ara, wife of the show, if you're listening. I think you're going to need to give other hints. Yeah. <laughs> she doesn't listen. This is not <laughs> a good media channel to reach no, my wife. No, um, Post-its yeah. on the fridge? Yeah. Uh, and I mentioned before the um, – the lines, there's lines. I'm not going to go through all of them yeah. because it's like a lot. Everything in this is a catchphrase. But there's low-key ones mm. that I didn't realise that me and my friends just say mm. that I can only trace back to this. Some of these are more common phrases, perhaps like broke as a joke. But I say broke as a joke all the time. I can only imagine like this is it's in there. Especially lately the it's Friday, you ain't got no job because mm. I don't have a job and Friday mm. comes every week. Mm-hmm. Um, without fail. Without fail. Uh, get off my grass. Nobody use the bathroom. Thirty-five, forty-five minutes. Yeah, that was kind a, of shit. That, that was, was a big one. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Oh, all In, of them. Insert smoky. Voice. Yeah, and, and a lot of a lot of look. I think in the early days it was straight up mimicry of a lot of Smokey's lines, mm. and then as we get a little bit older, and some of these things <laughs> revealed as slightly problematic, it's more just literally using the phrases well, you, in everyday. Terms. Yeah, and you want to be able to use them at work. Yeah, in places like that. Yeah. So screaming him in a smoky-ass voice <laughs> draws more attention yeah. than So I guess what we're saying is we've culturally appropriated it instead. Yeah. <laughs> nah. Respectfully. That, respectfully. Hey, I still don't know what angel dust is. What's angel dust? I think it's PCP. And what's PCP? Uh, kind of like Like crack. a computer? Oh. Is it crack? Uh, let me check. It's a hallucinogen. Um, it sends people around the bend and I, I used to hear of stories where people would think they're invincible on it and get into these uh, un, people would be in fights and they just couldn't get stopped because they were oh high on and they actually were invincible maybe so it works. it's a superpower yeah okay where Don't, can I get some PCP I know could you give me notice not to come over and you're gonna <laughs> try some PCP <laughs> oh man oh, in the middle there was a few things in this movie that I. Kind of forgot about. I knew it had some serious moments, especially because um, with the 
passing of um, John Witherspoon last year and mm-hmm. some of those clips were floating around the, the serious talk. Yeah. So I, remember, I did remember that there were some moments like that in it, but I completely forgot that they legitimately nearly got killed in drive-bys and shit. I was like, fuck, that's fucking hectic. Yeah, but it was, it was interesting. I remember because I loved the Hood movies when I was a kid, like yeah. the ones you mentioned. Yeah. Um, movies like Juice. Yeah. Um, they were all so heavy. Yeah. But they were fascinating, but they were super heavy. Yeah. So this one had Ice Cube and up until this point my vision of him was this badass yeah. gangster tough guy. And then he, he's he got like shows, as far as I remember, this was the first time him sort of showing his yeah, it was. more comedic softer side. Well, Gary Gray said he was concerned about this. Ice Cube Because his persona yeah, 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 was like the opposite. Yeah. It's like are people going to buy this guy as a comedy? So and he, then Ice Cube was like, man, we're always joking. Like he's – Natural personality, is yeah. That? So it was more the other. That was the, the other way. Was the persona? I mean, imagine if he they could have looked into the future and and seen, are we there yet? I was, <laughs> <laughs> I, was go, I was going there. I was on my way. <laughs> he's gone. He's gone full Eddie Murphy, hasn't he? A little bit. He's not. He's not um, doing multiple characters just yet. But uh, uh, but he kind of just does stuff that suits his life stage a bit. Yeah. In that regard. He's done nearly forty movies. He's fifty-one now. He's a machine. Yeah. Uh, some highlights. Now I say highlights for good and bad reasons. Some yeah, of yeah. these I love. You can choose which ones I love and which ones I don't love. Triple X2, State of the Union. Uh, that's a don't love? Yeah. <laughs> I saw that at the cinema. This was obviously a, a uh, Vin Diesel franchise. Mm. This was the era of Vin Diesel's career where he thought, oh, I don't need Fast and the Furious and Triple X. I'm, I'm Vin Diesel. Mm. So he's not in... Triple X2 and he's not in Fast and Furious 2. But he's in the rest of them. But he's in the rest of them. <laughs> <laughs> I think they made him come back through the doggy dog. <laughs> uh, Anaconda. Yeah, that's a tick. That's good. Snakes out there, this big. Three Kings. Oh, brilliant. Good movie. Great that's movie. That's probably his top. I didn't look at scores or anything, but that's probably up there. It's got to be up there. Higher learning. Higher learning. Which came out the same year as this. Yeah. He's in he's in Boys in the Hood. He's Doughboy. He's in Boys in the Hood. So he's got the you know who's got the trifecta on the John Singleton movies is um, Regina King. She's in Boys in the Hood, Poetic Justice and Higher Learning. Ah, of course. Yeah. 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 And obviously yeah. we've covered her before in Jerry Maguire. Mm-hmm. She's also an enemy of the state, Ray, the Ray Charles movie. And one best supporting actress for uh if Bill Street could talk. Mm. And actually, you just know the show. Hasn't she been shortlisted a couple of times? She, yeah, I think she's been nominated a lot. And I think she won an Emmy or Golden Globe for, uh, could be wrong about this, TV show, The Watchmen on HBO. She's yeah, apparently right. really, really good. I watched the first episode, was like, oh, this is good. I should not waste this and forgot about it until mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. It happens. I watched that tonight. Happens to the best of us. Yeah, it does. But back to Ice Cube for a second. I was thinking, it's an interesting. Uh, Probably more than any other world of music, especially at the time, the crossover from rapper to actor is it's high. Mm. Who it's else very high. So you got Ice Cube. Yeah. You got Ice T. You got a vanilla Ice. <laughs> you got Vanilla Man Eminem. <laughs> yeah. I can't connect them all. <laughs> that was pretty good. Yeah, that's pretty good. Then you got Tupac. You got Will Smith. You got Donald Glover, Queen Latifah, LL Cool J, Ludacris, and there's more. But these were just ones that I thought were. Fairly legitimate. Mm-hmm. Mark Wahlberg, technically. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and I was thinking about why. Because most of them, for the most part, you know, not all of them, I'm not going to say Ja Rule in The Fast and the Furious is the winner, but most of them cross over quite seamlessly. Mm. Uh, and I was thinking about what. DMX? DMX. In. Yeah. Bullet, I forget that. Bullet. Yeah, it? bullet. Uh, yeah, what is it? Oh, I had the word Steven bullet in my Seagal head too. Yeah. And him in mean, exit wounds. Exit Why did we both think bullet? I mean, a bullet created that exit, exit wound. wound. That's what it is. Is he in um, Romeo Must Die as well? Maybe not. Uh, oh, no, that's Jet Lee. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's Aaliyah. Aaliyah? <laughs> oh, Aaliyah, uh, yeah. Man, well, I was thinking about what. What Ice Cube said about transitioning into writing a movie script, and then it made me realize as well, like rappers, arguably more than any other musician, write their own lyrics, and yes. in the process of doing that, they're creating characters and personas. Personas. So slim shady. Um, exactly. So I think there is something in, and and then a lot of these actors are first acting in movies that are really within hip hop culture, mm, except Eight Mile. Except Eight Mile. Yeah, but but most of them it's like because I was also thinking more than other music genres again that hip hop is so many dimensions. It's like a three hundred and sixty thing versus I don't know. Maybe there's country music movies out there, but like there's Star Is Born. <laughs> yeah, okay, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> but like this movie and all the movies we just mentioned, they all exist in this sort of ecosystem of hip hop culture. So it's it's easy for not easy, but I guess it's more seamless for a, a rapper to then transition into being on film and this kind of thing. But I think also the craft of writing your own shit and nailing that kind of yeah, the persona and that mm. kind of thing. I'm not saying it's an easy shift, but well, maybe a more natural shift than someone that just gets handed hits from wherever the fuck. And yeah, so I mean Anomaly the- again would be, we discussed her a couple of weeks ago, Kylie Minogue in Street Fighter. Well, she's she's the exception She'd that proves the, the rule. yeah. She is obviously – how many Oscars did she win for that? Um, she gave, I think she gave them all. Yeah. That's good. I like it. Yeah. Well, I was thinking as well because it's similar. The, the only one I could think of that was similar of people moving from a different area of showbiz onto the big screen is like stand-up comedy. But a similar principle applies because both in comedy and rap, if you don't write your own shit – You're going to get yeah. found out. Yeah. So it's it, maybe it's these creative types that write their own shit – Personas again, characters again. Yeah, yeah. it's a, a more of an easier transition. These geniuses, yeah, are equal parts adore and envy. Man, like the Donald Glovers of the world, man. Oh. <clears throat> man, you heard about that? Gambino the best I got though? is yeah. Best I got is doing a podcast and then sometimes putting wacky video clips behind it. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's my cross-platform genius. And you can play the piano. Oh, I can play a few chords. There you go. Yeah, tick, tick. You just need to hang out with more like accountants to be the to be the guy that blows <laughs> their mind. Yeah, <laughs> until we find they play classical piano. Oh yeah, damn it! And I think also we we're talking about how it was a big deal for us growing up, hip hop culture overall. And uh, I think part of it is that idea that it is more than just the music and it's it's all of these things together. Because mm. I got pretty obsessed. You got pretty obsessed. It felt like you were sort of entering a New world. Well, I got something to add to the to the familiarities of it all. I think yeah. the film 
is underpinned with a, you know, a bunch of universal truths uh-huh. or at least, you know, familiar scenarios. Yes. So, as, you know, the opening scene, at, you know, watching it a bit older hit me over the head with, oh, man, this could have been a version of my house. Yeah. Like you've got the, you know, the, the grumpy dad. My dad was always cracking this shit. When I was a, <laughs> when I was a mature age homestayer, oh, so you, right. you probably didn't face a lot of this because you moved out at a young age. Yeah. But um, I'm not sure how old. How old's Craig meant to be? I don't know. Like early 20s, right? Yeah. So they're the sort of years that you get and I'm sure there's plenty of listeners who can empathise. Once you hit kind of 20, you've been a bit out of, out of school for a little bit. Your parents are like, Ugh. Yeah. And you're like, Ugh. <laughs> Neither of you want you to be there. You don't want to be there. <laughs> they don't want you to be there. And so there's just this constant tension. Get a job. Get a job. <laughs> the word of the day is J-O-B. My dad has actually said that to me. Really? Legitimately used that line, whether he saw it on the background in Friday <laughs> and used it. But the, the story I wanted to share, which I can't, I don't think I've shared, maybe I have shared this story, right. but I'll share it again, is I really related to um, the dad giving the career advice. Oh, yeah. My dad didn't pull me into the bathroom while he was taking a dump to give me career advice. <laughs> but dad used to get frustrated. I was pretty patchy with my work straight out of school into before I dropped out of a couple of uni courses. Oh, uh, yeah. And, um, and so dad used to get he didn't really mind what I was doing as long as I was working and there was periods where I wasn't. Right. Um, and so he would get pretty pissed off with this pretty quickly. And right. so by the time I'd gone overseas and come back, by then I was kind of had my shit together a little bit more. But I had a small stint back at home with mum and dad, call it maybe four months or something. Yeah. And after uh, I think two months I still didn't have a job. And, you know, I wanted to sort of hold out for something decent. Yeah. So dad, <laughs> dad was getting pretty frustrated with this. So I come down one morning and dad's like, right, I got some got some options for you for work. I'm like, okay. Oh, this is going to be. Good. Hit me with it. He's like, right. There's a couple. So you you've got plenty of options. First <laughs> one, you could move to Port Stephens and become a fisherman. Wow, <laughs> it's quite a specific area. Yeah, uh, Port Stephens is a couple, couple hours north of Sydney and probably probably has a pretty good thriving fishing community. Yeah, he goes, you like fishing? <laughs> Go become a fisherman. I'm like, okay. Next. Yeah. Uh, he said, well, invent a barcode. What? I said, what do you mean? He said, well, the barcode. We've had the same barcode as long as I can remember. That's probably due for an update. There's different altitudes of opportunities here. Yeah. Wow. One, one slightly more entrepreneurial, one sort of more of a hands-on. It's like the barcode thing's been back in the back of his mind for a while. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was my idea. <laughs> so I don't know how he feels now when he's got a QR code his way into every It's like this. That's son of a bitches. They did it. I told him. <laughs> Greg's been fucking around in advertising, doing God knows what. I could have been living in a big oh. old mansion. So I can relate to. Is there another option? No, that was it. There's just two extremes. Two, two options. Look, fishermen. There's, there's two options in life, and it sounds like it's going to be a metaphor. It's like, <laughs> no, there's two options. Yeah. You can either go be a fisherman or invent a new barcode. Mm. Wow. I was like, oh, okay. I think someone should reinvent the umbrella. I know there's been tweaks, but I think. Just really start from the ground up. Literally like? <laughs> More than from the ground up. But, you know, keep us dry. Another way to keep us dry. Mm. Raincoat. Raincoats, I think I want a raincoat. Because I'm a walker and when I and I'm a tall walker uh, as a result of being a tall human. And when I hold an umbrella above my head, I stay dry up to about my nipples. Yeah. And then everything else gets wet. Yeah, that's a good point. I'm more worried about the pedestrian... Etiquette of a, of a 
of an umbrella. Yeah, because it increases everyone's radius. Yeah, by you a got lot. It. and a lot of people don't know the you know the etiquette, and they'll bump it. Ah, oh. yeah, assholes. Why, what, you're working in the city. Why do you need a why do you need a golf umbrella in the city, champ? Uh, it's got the bloody corporate logo on it. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's like driving a Hummer. Well, I, I do use the golf Newtown. one because I don't need it. Yeah, well, you do. I'll give you a pass. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I wear a badge saying I've been approved mm, by quite Greg. Tall, quite tall. <laughs> I don't want. Every, wet, I don't everybody want needs a vehicle, even the very tall. <laughs> yeah. This was the smallest umbrella I could find for my height. <laughs> so there are those universal that. truths. What are we, like, I found myself doing the same thing, and even merging into because you know often it's with recasties. I like to do a reimagining and that kind of thing, and I found myself doing the same thing where I could personally relate to it. Mm. And then, then I started. <laughs> then I would start to relate to it too much, and kind of my repitch would be just whitewashing the movie. Yeah. <laughs> like it would be terrible to just remake this as a story of some white people, like Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Um, so yeah, it was interesting, and I ended up not doing recasts because mm. I couldn't think of any. I didn't do. I definitely didn't touch recasts yeah. for this one. It's too perfect. Like what's really sad though with the cast is obviously the the number of. Um, Cast members who have deceased. Yeah, because you watched this earlier in the week and you messaged me saying, oh, a lot of RIPs in this. That yeah. are, and I thought I knew. I was like, oh, yeah, I guess so. And then watching it, I was like, oh, even more. Yeah. So obviously John Witherspoon, the yeah. father, who's he's gold, man. We need, yeah. He's in Boomerang. I don't like how he eats. <laughs> I can't. So frustrating. I hate it. Have I you seen him in Boomerang? Uh, vaguely. He's the same guy, basically. Yeah. It's great. <laughs> um, Tiny Lister. Yeah. Um, that was just last year, right? Yeah. Just last year. Um, Michael Clark Duncan is in yeah, this. Yeah, briefly. He's playing craps in the yeah. in the background with Debo. His first movie, I believe, Yeah, technically. Um, we lost him in 2012. And of co- yeah, and of course the great Bernie Mac. Yeah. So that was 2008 as well. That was a, that was a sudden one that too. Was, he, he was peaking. He was peaking. Yeah. The he's, Bernie Mac show was quite good. He's great <laughs> for my glaucoma. That, for my glaucoma, that's another oh, line. Yeah, that, yeah, like, yeah. That's early calling that. He's got great weird energy in this. Yeah, he's, yeah. He's he always weird. does. He's yeah. kind of he's scary. He's kind of off. He's got like that weird tempo thing, a little bit like a Walken type or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he's you don't know whether to be scared or to laugh. Yeah, <laughs> he's he's uh, sad to have lost. Like him. in Bad Santa, he's got a good crazy eye as yeah. well. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's interesting too. You, you got. Tiny Lister Jr. and uh, and Chris Ducker would both go on to be in Fifth Element. Yeah, of course. Which is funny. I mean, we just made fun of going from Ice Cube, it being odd that he did this movie, into doing, um, <laughs> wait, what was the movie? Are we there yet? Yeah. But who would have thought watching this movie that <laughs> they would go into this space, space opera, opera. <laughs> and of all the characters it's, it's um, directed by a French is. pedophile. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And uh, what was his name in it? Um, Smokey's name in, I can't remember now. But he was I can only eccentric. picture him screaming out Corbin. <laughs> Corbin! Yeah, he was out there, man. It was a wild choice and I respect him for that. Yeah, big time. Big time. He was more mature than me at the time because I thought it was a weird choice at the time. Yeah. As an immature fool. Mm-hmm. As an idiot. As an idiot. Back when I used to be an idiot. Back when I used to be an idiot. I'm still I'm still in remission. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Nia Long. Let's talk a little bit about Nia Long because she she lights up the screen. She lights up the screen a lot. And she's a mega babe now. She's I was watching – have you ever watched House of Lies? Uh, she showed up – I kind of forgot about her for a while. She's painfully beautiful. Yeah. And then in House of Lies she shows up 
She's obviously more mature woman now. Mm. <laughs> but she's like a different type of babe now. I was like, well, I haven't she's seen a babe. her lately. She's a babe. Well, I got a clip for you because I thought nice. what, this is a good clip to play because nice. there's an interview with Larry King. Rest, rest in peace, Larry yep. King. And he's bringing up the topic, one that I wanted to bring up, which is she's very well represented in hip hop lyrics. Yeah, right. I so they have, this. they have a little chat of this about this. I'm told you're mentioning a lot of hip-hop lyrics. <laughs> oh, yeah, me and Kanye West, J. Cole, A Tribe Called Quest. Yeah. How do you get, why do they talk about you in hip-hop music? I don't know. I don't know. Are you kind of a sex symbol? The truth, are well, you? Well, I would have to, ha- I, I need to ask you that. What do you think? Well, if I didn't talk to you on the plane, I must have had a bad day. <laughs> I thought you were going to say no. <laughs> no. I must have been in delusional. So I think the thing with me and hip-hop music, the, here's the deal. So I grew up in a time where, you know, Puffy Combs was, you know, running nightclubs in New York City and Boys in the Hood was out and Heavy D and uh, my beloved brother, who I miss madly, um, you had Biggie Smalls, you had Tupac, and there was Boys in the Hood. So this was an era where we were all sort of growing up in this business and kind of changed the game a little bit and gave, you know, urban music, rap music, um, black films. We had a space to actually do our thing. And and I think that um, the rappers just kind of are feeling me along a little bit. I don't know. I don't know. I think it's just kind of part of the... Acknowledgement. Uh, Jay you know? Cole is the latest to mention you. He <laughs> raps in his song No Role Models. My only regret was too young for Nia Long. He's really not too young. He just doesn't know <laughs> it. Oh. oh. <laughs> How old is that clip? Um, a few years. She's married. Oh, 2016. Yeah, she's married now. Huh? To Jay Cole? <laughs> no, to an NBA player or former yeah, NBA that's player. It's a shame. Oh. But she she's something special, and not just because she's a babe. There's a, there's an energy there. There's a definite there's some like angelic. Said, my wife, <laughs> she walked out and uh, she was like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! What just happened in this movie?" <laughs> and you know, she was also the best. Uh, did they get married? I can't remember. She was like the best um, Fresh Prince girlfriend on yeah, Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Lisa. Yeah, and um, she's been on a bunch of stuff over the years. She was in Boys in the Hood as well, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, Big Mama's house. She was the wife in the Cleveland show. What? Yeah. Loretta? <laughs> no, the new wife, I think. Because oh, Loretta yeah, leaves yeah, it. Yeah. I think, yeah. Uh, House of Lies, she's on NCIS LA now. Yeah, it's, um, I mean, she's had a great career, don't get me wrong, but I feel like there's, there's more there's more to be had there. Yeah. Uh, well, speaking of career she after would this. She be a friend oh, of the sorry, show. Yeah. She would be a friend of the show, yeah. Speaking of career, F. Gary, Gray Gary. F. Mary Abram. Yeah. This was his uh, directorial debut, but he went on to some big shit, man. Even immediately after this, maybe not immediately after this, uh, three years later he's doing The Negotiator with Denzel. Mm -hmm. The Italian Job. Yeah. A Man Apart, Be Cool, which is, it's it's not a great movie, but it's- but it's guilty not, pleasure. Guilty it, it's pleasure. fine, but it's not like, you know, get shorties like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Step down. Still, still we're, we're increments here. Um, Law Abiding Citizen, Straight Outta Compton. Yeah. He did Straight Outta Compton. The Fate of the Furious. He did Fast and Furious 8. Which is interesting because John Singleton did 
Fast and Furious 2, I believe. Did he? Yeah. No way, Jose. And unfortunately, Men in Black International, but obviously he's not done yet, so they won't finish on that note. So he's having a pretty good time. He's having a pretty darn good time. He did TLC Waterfalls and Digging on You. Mm-hmm. Come on. I would have called it Crazy Sexy Video, not Crazy Video Cool. Doesn't make any sense. Crazy Sexy Video might get the wrong people in, but. Yeah, actually, maybe that's why they didn't. Mm. It was a controversial purchase. My mother wasn't happy that I spent that $20 I got on that. Because mm. um, I think it was like, okay, you got $20, what are you going to do with it? Do something responsible. Put it in the bank? I got a video. The Pretty Ladies. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I love that video. Yeah. It was great. Oh, hey, we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about maybe its strongest cultural legacy in recent years. But the, uh, the old internet meme that was born out of by Felicia. Uh-huh. Now, I looked up a great website, actually, called Know Your Meme, which, which tracks the history of it. Memeologist. Yeah, the, meme, the memeologist out there that creates knowyourmeme.com. Now, obviously, it starts with this movie. Of course, we know that. We know, we know where it originated, but we need to kind of track the trajectory from that point. And uh, I'll just hit the, the key points here. So obviously it's in this movie. That's 1995. Now, in 2008, Urban Dictionary user Pimpin817 submitted an entry for Bye Felicia describing the phrase as a way to bid farewell to someone who is deemed unimportant. A couple of years later, 2011, YouTuber Mam uploaded the video Bye Felicia, just a clip from the movie, and it got to like 800,000 views. It's picking up steam. Mm. Because it wasn't a huge moment in the movie. Out of all the things, out of all the, there's many lines before Mm. you get to that one. You got knocked the fuck out. Yeah, exactly. Then in 2014, Redditor Arsenal ZT asked why Bye Felicia was becoming so popular in a subreddit, which is all about, it's called Out of the Loop, where you ask dumb questions like that. And, um, oh, that sounds like a great area. Yeah, actually, I've got so many questions. Yeah. What's Angel Dust? <laughs> uh, and so this thing, this thing, this pick it up, Steve. And yep. then uh, Ryan Seacrest is talking about it with Nicole Richie. And yeah, that's pretty bland. And then there was a reality show called Bye Felicia, oh. which was a transform makeover reality TV show. Say so goodbye to the old self. Yeah. Mm, good. <laughs> and then they worked the line into Straight Out of Compton. Yeah. 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 So it was like a 360 thing there, same director again. It was um, Cube's son. And it was Cube's son. So this is weird. Playing Cube. Circle of life thing going on there. Wow. And then. Keep going. No, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to get political here. But uh, when the resignation of Director of Communications for the Office of Public Liaison Omarosa Manigault resigned from the White House, Robin Roberts on Good Morning America was covering the story and at the end said, bye, Felicia. Mm, burn. <laughs> burn. I assume that's a burn. Yeah, it's quite cool. And, you know, since then didn't the, people uh, just been saying it. Well, didn't um, Michelle Obama say it in an interview when she left the White House? And ah, like did she? Kimmel or something. Like how uh, they Probably. Yeah, it's, a, you know, bye, Felicia. Yeah, right. Like, yeah. Well, Mr. Memesman, he didn't capture that one. Well. But it just kind of was suddenly everywhere, wasn't it? Mm. And it is interesting in a, in a movie full of, very quotables that that one just kind of a slow burn. Such is the world. Twenty of years memes. later, memes, memes, memes. I believe it's memes. I believe so. Should we get into the verdict? Yeah. I don't know what to say, really. I don't remember asking you a goddamn thing. I am the law. 
I'd like an answer to the question, Judge. I want to have them answered immediately. You can't handle the truth. What are you waiting for? Ah! Say what again? Say what again? I dare you. Nothing further. Your Honor. And that's all I have to say about that. This film is a warm hug. It's a delight for the ears and the eyes and the feels. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a good time. Neil Long's in it. Four stars. Four stars. Yeah. Okay. Probably the highest I've given in a long time. I'm going to go four and a half. Four and a half. Yeah, this is right up there for me. I think yeah. one thing I didn't mention was, you know, there's something beautiful in the ordinary. Yeah. You know, like from everyone from Tolstoy, Joyce, Bukowski, you know, legendary um, poets and authors right through to Seinfeld. Yeah. There's just yeah, always something magic in the mundane and ordinary life that some people can capture and I think Friday does that. Yeah. 100%. I agree. I will. I'll probably go and watch next Friday for a Well, now a I will too. Half. Yeah, yeah. I think part of me not watching those sequels was a bit of like entering pretentious stage Tristan of like, well, they look silly. It I'm is silly. It is silly but I embrace silly now. Yeah. I watch all kinds of dumb it's, shit. Yeah. I've watched all the American Pie straight to video movies. <laughs> <laughs> I think I can handle yeah. next Friday. <laughs> Definitely, yeah. And they're, yeah, they're, it's still funny. Yeah. It's, it's just different. Yeah, it's, it's funny. Silly. Uh, it's a lie on the couch on a Sunday, maybe slightly hungover kind of movie. Correct. Yeah. Um, this one is an anytime movie, I think. Yeah. Show it to your kids, I reckon. We watched it young. Made us good. Mm. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> maybe not. Maybe not. Just I'll show it Seymour. He seems fine. Mm. Maybe I'll show Bruce and go like, maybe now you can put some water on your cereal and stop complaining. Yeah. I used to, I have put orange juice on cereal before. Yeah. Because I didn't drink dairy growing up because of my asthma. <laughs> <laughs> and you stay at Jono's house, you need. Stay yeah, at someone's house, even yeah. with my dad's house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like that. <laughs> didn't, gotten onto the whole death by milk thing. <laughs> So I just put orange juice on my rice bubbles. Yeah. Gave or, me stomach cramps, some Ka- kind of chemical reaction, I think. Yeah. What about Kahlua? I think I put apple juice on it, Weebix as well. Kahlua, yeah. <laughs> That'd be a kickstart. Kahlua would be a kickstart. Now, I don't, going through some of our little cultural relevancy uh, tests, did Simpsons do it? I don't believe so. I don't think so. I don't think so. I didn't check. Uh, porn parody, I don't. I didn't check. The SEO is hard on this one because it's just a day of the week. Mm. I had Mm. to search many things many times. Friday porn. (laughs) Well, any porn you like. (laughs) Yeah. Just more of it. Yeah. I say. (laughs) Bechdel test, uh, no, not explicitly, but it's not the worst. Well, it's a little bit, there's misogynistic moments, I suppose. But um, yeah, the Janet Jackson thing is probably borderline. Yeah, it's not Bechdel territory. FX test, uh, NA, but sure, pass. <laughs> <laughs> Recast is, didn't do it. Uh, MVP, I give it to Chris Tucker, Smokey, an iconic performance. I I actually gave it to Cube this time around. Yeah, interesting. I think I always would have said Smokey and then this time, I don't know, I'm old. It's more nuanced. Yeah, it was a, yeah. and for him, the you know, his persona, mm. his rap persona, you know, pivoting it at was this different, time to yeah. become different. And it's also got, have we mentioned this, he's got a great beard. And he's I stoned, he's a great beard. Stoned yeah. him on the couch. Yeah. I don't know, it tickled me. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. He just reminded me of being stoned <laughs> and at home with a mate. Yeah. Except like hot hot friends of my sister never came in <laughs> and, and talked to me and it worked out. No. Nah. I would just 
Uh, I guess that's all. Um, I don't know what movie we're doing next week because we've got a few. We've got to try and lock down guests. All bit up in the air. So another yeah. another surprise week next surprise. week. We'll let you know on the Instagrams. Um, if you're not following us on Instagram, do check us out. Double Impact Podcast. Uh, also on the Facebook. Also on YouTube. The Pop Critic on YouTube. The Pop uh-huh. Critic. Frank Duke's interview coming soon on the anniversary of the Bloodsport. Release thirty three years ago, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it's about it. Leave us a review uh, yeah. on whatever platform you use if it's reviewable, and um, keep listening. Yeah, keep take listening. care of your friends and each other. Take care of your friends and each other. Is that <laughs> that's Springer? <laughs> Jerry Springer. <laughs> that sounds so sweet, and then I'm like, why does that not feel sweet? Though? Steve, 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 yeah. Steve. Yeah, take care of each other. Give someone a hug. Someone in your safety bubble. Mm. Don't go spread no jokes. Bye bye.